Welcome to The Real Photo Show. My guest today is Val DeGrain. Val is a former student of mine and a former rapper and is currently a production assistant, data manager, second camera assistant, and an on-set photographer in the film and TV industry in New Orleans, which is to say the Val is working his way up the ladder in that industry. And I thought it would be really interesting to hear Val tell his story, starting with being a, a photo and journalism student at Mercer County Community College, to his music career, uh, making a video that I appear in, and you'll just have to search for that one on YouTube, to now being in the film and TV industry. And it is an interesting story, and I think it's an inspiring story. Uh, Val also does a really good job of explaining what each of those jobs are, which I honestly did not know all of them. But before we get to that, Real Photo Show is sponsored by the Charcoal Book Club, a monthly subscription service for photo book enthusiasts. Working with the most respected names in contemporary photography, Charcoal selects and delivers essential photo books to a worldwide community of collectors. Visit them at charcoalbookclub.com. All right, so just one note. Uh, while Val was recording, there was some construction going on in his neighborhood. So you will hear noises come and go. Uh, I filtered them out as best I could, but uh, only up to the point where I wasn't distorting Val's voice. So you can definitely hear some things going on uh, every once in a while. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. Enjoy the show, and we will talk soon. Hi, Val. Thanks for uh, joining me today. What's up, Dalton? Yeah, long time no see. Glad to be here. <laughs> I know. So for, for those of you wondering why Val's calling me Dalton, all my uh, students call me Professor Dalton. And then uh, at a certain point, they just start calling me Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess. No, no, I, I love it. I actually, I actually really like it. I, yeah. I've, always, I've always liked the name Dalton mm -hmm. as a first name. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually really like it. <laughs> Dawn's a great name. It suits you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Val, you were, um, you were not just a, a student of mine way back when, but you were also <laughs> uh, a photographer, a staffer on the college newspaper called The College Voice it's true. when I was a, a co-advisor. Yeah. Uh, so we had, a, we had a lot of time together mm -hmm. <laughs> back at uh, Mercer County Community College. <laughs> why, do you, why don't we start, yeah. you know... Way before that, um, mm -hmm. you know, tell uh, tell us about you know where you came from, how you ended up at Mercer, and a little bit of, uh, about that part of your life. Um, I'm from I'm from Trenton. Um, I grew up in like uh, Chambersburg, like South Trenton area. Mm -hmm. Moved to Heightstown for high school. I actually went to Heightstown High School. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Graduated from there, and then um, after school, I was just kind of wandering and. Um, I think I did like I worked at a barbershop for a little while. <laughs> um before Wait, after I after high school, you said yeah, or after right after yeah, high school. Yep. I got into a little bit of trouble and what uh, kind of trouble? Like with the law, <laughs> Johnny Law. <laughs> Nonviolent drug crimes. Uh -huh. Um and I, I did get into a four year school, Dell State. But then I got I got in trouble. Um I was supposed to be on like probationary terms with them and that kind of fell through. Then I was just wandering, cutting hair for a while, and then um, I kind of remember that a little bit. Yeah, you, I think I might remember some of that from your photography, from your photographs. Yeah, with a, a, a barber shop. Yeah, I worked at a barber shop on um, South Broad Street in Trenton, New Jersey, not too far from JKC campus, actually. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> JKC campus is where I had the gallery. Yeah, yeah, yep. not too far from where you had that that beautiful little gallery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then. Um, 
I got bored with that and I decided to give um, Mercer a try. Before we jump into to Mercer, mm-hmm. you said you moved to Heightstown to go to high school. Is that because uh, your folks didn't want you going to Trenton High? Or? Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I had an aunt and uncle out there in the suburbs. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was, I was kind of always a good kid, more or less. Like, I didn't really get into a lot of trouble in Trenton. But, you know, my mom just wanted, she thought it would be better for me to go to Heightstown. And um, I knew some of the kids out there already because I had cousins out there and an aunt and an uncle oh, out there. Okay. So it wasn't that bad. Like, typically mm-hmm. to parents out there, like, don't make your kids switch schools in eighth grade. <laughs> but um, That was a lot. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of, um, it was kind of a process. But... I think I did benefit from that in in certain ways. I think I'm benefiting from it right now. Actually, it was um it was interesting, you know, mm-hmm. um, just seeing like the difference in curriculum between Heightstown and Trenton, and um, you know, I was kind of able to um, blend in more or less. Heightstown's a, a fairly diverse community, right? It's true. In general, yeah, it's yeah. Um, compared to Trenton, it's um it's it's definitely different. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was more so like um. It was pretty well mixed, you know. Jersey, Jersey's pretty diverse in itself. Yeah, you know, compared to yeah, other yeah. parts of the country, which which I think I definitely benefited from. When I say I benefited from going to Heightstown, I think from that diversity, you know, like just learning how to communicate with different groups of people, and mm-hmm. you know, just being um, comfortable in different settings. And I, I think I think that would be good for anybody to kind of have like the mix up in terms of, um, you know. Mix it up a little bit in the adolescent years. I think it could be good for a lot of Americans, especially, you know, with this mm-hmm. global world we're living in. But at the time, it was hard, though. It was hard at the time. I wasn't trying to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's, I mean, eighth grade's a, a pretty tough year. That's a real change. Yeah. That could be um, socially, uh, that could be pretty challenging. Yeah, it was almost social suicide, but it was actually uh, sophomore mm. year I moved. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think we'll get back to that because you said, you know, it's been good for you now and and you're down in New Orleans and Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that in a minute. But then, so then, yeah, you, um, you had this plan to go to four year, you got in a little bit of trouble and then Mm -hmm. you, uh, you ended up at Mercer. I did. Yeah. So for kids out there getting into trouble in the teenage years, there's still hope, you know, like that stuff's still on my record. It's still on my record, but it rarely comes up. Yeah. Um, actually it might've. I think it might have been expunged by now, but it was for mm-hmm. a while. I think it stayed on for like 10 years. But, you know, there's there's hope. You know, you can get decent jobs, and especially if they're like nonviolent crimes. If you're a reasonable person, I think most people, you know, will be willing to look past some of that stuff, especially in the film industry. You know, people mm. are a little bit less concerned with your past. Again, especially if it's um, if they're nonviolent crimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nonviolent drug crimes because there's a lot of that. Well, too you're in the film industry. you're in the you're in the film industry now, and so <laughs> we're we're gonna go from you know you being a, a newspaper photographer <laughs> to mm-hmm. getting into the music industry to being yeah. in the film industry. <laughs> but so the the last time we spoke, you were still in the music industry. You were a rapper. It's you true. were making your own music. Yeah. I have a I have a lot of your music downloaded, right. uh, and uh, yeah. but so you actually. <laughs> I, well, I brought this up to you when we were setting up for the recording. You, you actually won an award for one of your photos yeah. that you did for the newspaper, and I'll never forget it because it was football, an indoor football game, like an arena football game, <laughs> and there was 
It was some dude like like he- making a header into the wall and <laughs> you know so I, yeah. I used to co-advise the paper with with Holly Johnson my uh, my my partner at the wow. paper then yeah and shout out to Holly yep and and Holly would always enter everyone's work into the, these both local and national contests with the mm. college media advisors and other organizations and yeah you you got an award for that photograph it's true. <laughs> I still remember that trip. Were we in um, Tennessee, Louisville, Louisville, I, Kentucky? But yeah, that those were some of my some like the best memories from like my childhood, early adulthood. Um, mm-hmm. Then then you leave Mercer, um, and and what do you start doing when you leave Mercer? Yeah, I left Mercer to join a local rap crew. <laughs> at a Trenton, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Underworld Entertainment, of course. <laughs> um yeah ue i left them actually to be like um a videographer for them and um take stills Mm -hmm. for them um with that lovely 7d that um oh yeah you allowed me for so long really really (laughs) um helped set me on my path for sure 100 percent. oh that's great 100 percent. i can't even tell you how instrumental those years were especially now coming full full circle and kind of coming back onto the side of the camera yeah definitely incredibly Mm. um inspiring and useful so i took that 7d and um i just kind of followed those guys around and and documented a lot of their journeys um you know little hip-hop shows out of trenton and punk shows a lot of punk shows too i was going to down at like mill hill basement and uh um, the Orchid House and uh, 219. Some of my old Trenton old heads might might know some of these spots. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, just kind of documenting their journey. You know, I was kind of like um, an artsy kid back then. And I was doing my little poems and my little journal. And um, one of the guys kind of took to those and just kind of gave me the, put a little battery in my back and um, helped me get the confidence I needed to start kind of um, putting myself out there as like a rapper, singer, songwriter. Yeah, and that's and that sent me on like a 10-year journey all through my 20s. I remember, um, well, first, <laughs> just a, another little funny story about uh, Mercer. You came back to, to actually record a music video. And uh, we we did that in my classroom. That's and true. You, you made me the, the asshole professor who... Uh, <laughs> Who was shaming a kid? <laughs> definitely shamed. You definitely shamed that that child. <laughs> and you had my whole class like in on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was like, this is gonna be brilliant. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I think the class really liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was fun. Um, it's crazy. It, sometimes I cringe um, going back to watch <laughs> that video. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, <laughs> it was early work. It, it was, was early, early work. work. It was early work. But yeah, shout out yeah. to all those. Um, shout out to your class. I think um, I had um, a friend of mine in that class, Abdul. He was part in the oh, video. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Lizzie Mayer was in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyway, we're 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 saying names. Nobody's gonna. <laughs> only right. you and I and a few other shout people out. are gonna. Know. Shout out to all those people <laughs> yeah. and hey, you e too, Deuce Jones and Levi six oh nine like. All those UE cats and yeah, shout out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was great. It was great. And then, um, but then you you do leave New Jersey for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my first soiree outside of Jersey was um, just right next door in Philly. Um, mm. I, I lived in North Philly for a while, just doing some community organizing work out there. Also, still 
um, mainly doing music. Got a little sponsorship, and I decided to take that to L.A. You know, they were, like, sending me... It wasn't a ton of money, but they were sending me a little piece of change, like, um, weekly. So, you know, I, I just realized... Um, it was the Who's- National Association of African-American-Owned Media. Through, like... Um, some organizing work that we were doing. Um, when you say organizing work, what, what what kind of what kind of work do you mean? We were like um, we had like a campaign. We were canvassing, and we had like a campaign. I had one against McDonald's. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> so this was more like this was like social activist work. Yeah, yeah. It kind of went hand yeah. in hand with like my brand of music, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of like social work and. I was like, just like so upset with this uh, specific McDonald's across the street from Trenton High. <laughs> and um, do you remember the, what the cause was? Proximity to the school. I just felt like they were like aggressively marketing to poor kids, but mm-hmm. you don't have to harp on that. <laughs> hey, they're not a sponsor. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah. <laughs> Not yet, but it's definitely not after this. <laughs> well, no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like they were aggressively marketing towards poor kids. So that so that was your sponsorship. You're getting some some money for that kind of work. And what about mm-hmm. the music? Was the the music bringing in any money? No. <laughs> no okay. It was mostly mostly costing me money. But once I started touring mm. and like kind of doing shows in different parts of the country. I got to the point where I was like kind of breaking even and you know, maybe some nights I might make like hundred bucks, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, the music never really figured out how to make like sustainable money off of the music. Um, just breaking even for a long time. Like if I broke even, that was like a W. That yeah. Was a w for me. Yeah. Yeah. Even like a lot of the music videos that we did and like all that stuff was like, I was paying straight out of pocket. Oh, okay. You know? So to, yeah. to be able to come full circle now and be able to like kind of more or less be doing some of the same type of work. But actually, um, be getting paid for it now is um, mm-hmm. was like a pinch me moment. It's definitely a pinch me moment for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, did, did the music sort of come to a, a hard end, and you just said, "I got to do something else," or how did that end? Yeah, it, it was. It was kind of. Um, I knew I wanted to transition out since like my late twenties, since like twenty seven, twenty eight. I did three albums as a rapper. Like, I I was finishing up my third one around, like, 27, 28, 29, and I knew that that would more than likely be my last one. I knew I wanted to do something different. I dreamed of stepping more so behind the scenes, you know, but still kind of in the entertainment industry. And I just got tired of being poor, honestly. That was, mm. <laughs> that was a large part yeah. of it. <laughs> That's you know. a motivator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the starving artist trope isn't as cute when you're in your 30s, you know. <laughs> Uh, no. so i know i wanted I don't know to if it's just... ever cute <laughs> i definitely milked it i milked it for everything it was worth in my 20s um uh-huh. but yeah i know i wanted to do something different i wanted to be like um more financially secure i wanted to be able to be more of a, a support system for my family you know be able to help you have siblings i don't know if i've ever asked yeah. you that countless countless siblings yeah oh <laughs> yeah my mom has like five kids and my dad has like many more yeah, yeah i didn't know that mm-hmm. yeah they were mostly older some of them went through mercer but much much before me many years before oh, me, probably okay. before before your time 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had younger cousins who we were kind of raised mm. like siblings. Yeah, we were kind of raised like siblings. Um, you know, in Heights Town. Yeah. So you were saying you you also wanted to support family and. Yeah, I just wanted to be you know get to the point where I could start you know becoming an adult and start taking on more mm-hmm. responsibility in in a familial sense. Yeah, just kind of had a real desire to start to get my life together, start to build structure in my life. And yeah, so the music kind of came to a hard stop right after that third project. Where were you then? I was still here. In yeah. New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so you landed in New Orleans with music. I did. Okay, and then that's when you decided you wanted to change career. Yep. yep. Were you... Uh, was anyone else influencing that? Were you uh, dating? Were you yeah. with someone? <laughs> I did have a girlfriend at the time who was just like, I'm not going to marry a bartender. And I was like, that's fair. I was like, that's fair. She's a very beautiful, accomplished young lady. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, that's fair. Yeah. I was like, you know, but I but I knew that I, I, I also knew inside of me that I wanted more or not more mm-hmm. because, you know, no regrets and music always be a part of me and you know, wouldn't change yeah. a thing. It sounds like you were ready for uh, more stability. More yeah. stability, you know. And I was also kind of getting bored too, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just kind of aging out, especially hip hop. You know, that's like youth culture. You mm-hmm. know, it's um, it's very youth driven. And I was getting a little bit older, and just wasn't the same, you know. And I was lucky enough to meet um, somebody who ended up becoming uh, something of a mentor to me. He's actually younger than me. Shout out Sam Kelly, who was the first person kind of in the industry that I was able to um, become friends with. Like right after the pandemic, there was like a huge rush in the film industry. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys felt it in New York, but definitely down here, it was just like so busy. Like there were damn near flying in PAs which is crazy. Yeah. I heard of. Yeah. Because it was just, you know, New Orleans is kind of, it's a medium sized city, but we just didn't mm-hmm. have enough workers. And I was kind of lucky enough to express interest to Sam around that time about, you know, coming, stepping behind the camera, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And he's great. And he had a lot of confidence in me. And he was like, yeah, totally. He was like, well, they're actually looking for people right now. So after. Hitting it off with him, it was maybe like two or three months later, and I was on set for the first time. It was um, mm. a Chase bank banking commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I'm officially yeah. a sellout. I'm officially a sellout. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, from social activist to Chase commercial. Yeah, PA. I work for advertisers pretty much. Yeah, I work for the advertisers. Uh, We used to have that conversation a lot when I was an undergrad, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, if you were in commercial photography, would you you do the the Philip Morris cigarette (laughs) ad, you know? know, That's a good question. Yeah. And as we all know, what was... I'm sure in our idealistic, you know, world, we were all saying, no, we wouldn't Mm -hmm. do that at all. But but we, I I never had the opportunity, so I don't know. (laughs) I can tell you from the opportunities I've come across and the ones I've taken... And just from like mm-hmm. the people I work with, um, the answer to that question is for the right price. <laughs> <laughs> for the right price. Yeah. But you know what's the beautiful thing about financial security, though, is that, mm-hmm. you know, we have, I have these conversations with my friends also. And the answer really is like, it, it depends, man. It depends on my financial status. Like if I'm like can barely making rent. 
and like mm-hmm. savings is run down and somebody comes the cigarette companies that that's really that's because that's like an extreme that's like really polarizing yeah that's a good well, that's one. why you pose the question you right know, you, you, you go for the the ultimate the idea. ultimate yeah. yeah that's a yeah, really yeah. good one and you know like if if i need the money then yeah i'm gonna be a lot more open to what i'm kind of willing to do and like what sets i'm willing to work on but well there are very um, few purity tests that are so black and white right i mean yeah it's true. Which corporation is the one that does no harm? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They're all rotting the country. They're rotting the country. But um, <laughs> but they are my employers. So. Yay. <laughs> Buy Gucci. So, um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel like a lot of that depends on like where you're at financially. And, and when you do start to, you know, be more secure financially, I definitely am more selective about what I work on. Oh, I think that's that's the benefit of. You know, sort yeah. of working your way up, right? Mm-hmm. You you want to be able to to do the things that are more satisfying for you or more kind of in line with who you are. And, exactly. and you know, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Truly yep. a blessing. Part of that is you're still involved in the music industry. Now you're behind the camera, right? It's true. Yep. Yep. Still doing music stuff. So, yeah, there's kind of two worlds in the film industry, at least down here. One mm. I refer to as the commercial world, which is the space I occupy, which is more so like um, short-term projects, anything from two to three days to a month, you know, just under a month, just over like three to five weeks is probably like the longest projects that I've worked on in, in the commercial world. And so, yeah, they're shorter-term projects and they mostly consist of commercials, um, which I've done a lot of, um, music videos and documentaries. So this is kind of the world I occupy. And yeah, so we do get to do a lot of music videos. You know, having done music for so long, I feel like um, I can communicate with a lot of the artists. So, and and then it's just fun, you know, it's just fun. (laughs) And then the other world is the um, film and TV world, which is more so long-term projects, film, you know, narratives, uh, features, shorts, and then TV shows you know, series, yeah. stuff like that, uh, longer term projects. Well, what yeah. kind of um, what kind of work are you actually doing? You 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 started as a PA. Now you're a, a camera operator and a data manager, camera assistant, data manager. Yeah, camera assistant. Um, I still I still sometimes mm-hmm. work as a PA. I actually got a PA PA gig oh, next good. week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I started as a PA. So well, well, why don't we start there? Like, wh- what kind of what kind of work do you do as a PA? So a PA is short short for production assistant, and so you're pretty much an assistant to the producers, to the production company. It's an entry level position, and um, you're you're just all hands on deck. You're you can be pulled into any department. You know, there's. Smaller sets, there's like a lot of getting coffee, you know, you kind of have to humble yourself, you know, you're an assistant, you know, yeah, yeah you're getting coffee, like, if somebody needs something, you got to run to the camera house and pick up a filter, then th- they're going to call to you, mm-hmm. or if you need to, um, you know, go, you know, on like film and TV sets, a lot of PAs uh, do like lockups, you know, so like if they're shooting on the street, they'll put you at the top of the street and, and you'll have to kind of um, hold traffic, it's it's really an, a one size fits all type of gig, you know. In each department, on a well funded project, each department will kind of have a, their own PA, like a specialized PA, and um, that was kind of my entry into the camera department, which is one of the more um, competitive departments on our side of the camera. Yeah, and and that was kind of my way in was through 
the camera PA role, which is, so, you know, you're kind of like the, there's like a weird hierarchy on set. And <laughs> there is. And PA is kind of the bottom of that that ladder. And um, mm. so you're that person specifically with the camera department. So I pretty much next week I'm going to be driving the camera truck. So that means, you know, mm -hmm. I'll do the pickups. I'll pick up the camera truck. I'll go to the camera house, you know, load everything in, kind of hang out with the, um, the camera assistants while they're prepping. And, you know, I'm bringing them lunch. There's a lot of downtime to it. Actually, probably spend half the time hanging out as a PA, honestly. Well, it's a it's the kind of job where you're just you're on call. Yeah, right? you're. Yep. Yeah. Yep, on call. Somebody needs something, then you run. Yeah. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs something, and you're running. You know. And yeah, camera PA. So I'm managing the truck. You know, all the gear. Right. I'm loading, unloading. There's a lot of carrying of gear. And then the the next step up would be camera assistant. The next step up is would probably be camera utility, which is you're kind of managing batteries. Stuff mm -hmm. like that, you know, there's usually like a battery cart, you know, there's, we work a lot with Alexa minis, Ari cameras, and they run on a specific type of what's called an onboarding battery and, um, or like a block battery. So our job is to basically make sure those things never die as a camera utility person. <laughs> yeah. You have to basically, you know, if we're moving locations, you're, you're, you're pushing around the camera cart and, and your job is to make sure as soon as possible, you get those batteries plugged up and charged. Because if they ever call for a battery and there is none, and production has this halt, then... Um, you don't get another call. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be hard to get back, get another call back after that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you also mentioned you were doing data management. Mm -hmm. Data management, yeah, so... Did that replace sort of like a, I guess for when there was when everything was filmed mm -hmm. the film operator the loader kind of role? yeah the loader the loader yep, that's it yep. yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah. exactly and they still call them <laughs> loaders they still call us loaders yeah oh okay yep that's exactly right so i think back in the day we were loading magazines you know we were like mm -hmm. a lot of camera trucks like in la they'll, they'll have like dark rooms in them back in the day some of them still do like you know little tiny dark rooms and the loader yeah, would kind of yeah. be back there um Loading up magazines and, um, you know, prepping stuff. They'll be in, in um, communication with the labs. But nowadays, all we, we kind of just be chilling, honestly. <laughs> Data manager. like So I, I yeah. think the technical term is DIT. As a DIT, you're not only, like, uh, managing the data. And by that, I mean, so whenever the, like, the media, the memory cards, uh, the, the cards come out of the camera... Yeah. So they get handed to the data manager, which is me. And basically you'll have like a data loading station, which is like a computer mm -hmm. essentially, and um, a bunch of hard drives. And your, my job is basically I take the, the media and I download and organize them onto the hard drives. Yeah. Yeah. Very important job because- No, you know, I was going to say that's- yeah. That's a that's a really pretty uh, uh, high pressure job, right? You got to keep everything organized. Yeah, yeah, and not just that, but you know, <laughs> you come to the end of like a week long commercial, and as a know, lot, right? The you know the production company probably shelled out a million, maybe let's uh -huh. just say a million, nice round number, a million dollars <laughs> on like a well funded commercial. And all they have to show for it at the end of the shoot are these images on this <laughs> hard drive. Drives. That's it. That's all they have to show for it, for their money. Literally millions of dollars. 
on in this small hard drive and it's just like some stoner kid <laughs> no not me i would never of no course. no not you no <laughs> talk about the other stoners the other stoners <laughs> but um so um yeah but uh you know i was what i was working towards uh before and and i and i think it's great you, you explained all those roles because I, I i didn't know what all these titles meant so it's great that you, you explained all that but what i was uh working towards before was um that you're still you're still um in in the music business behind the camera you're also still photographing mm-hmm. yep yeah I, I which most... i love i'm yeah. glad to hear <laughs> absolutely yeah again you definitely helped me big time to get onto this path and it was not lost on me when it started coming but full I, circle. I, can I just say I didn't I didn't ask you to, to say anything like that. I didn't oh, <laughs> I of course like, not. I wasn't doing this. I wasn't fishing for compliments. I appreciate no. that, but no. I don't want the audience to think I, I have you on because you were you were no. gonna compliment me. No, but anybody that I, knows I, anybody yeah. that knows you Dalton knows that. You're like <laughs> an incredibly humble and um, you know, and we were lucky to have you, you know. Thank at, you. At Mercer. Uh, and Holly too. Um, and, and, and thank yeah, Holly was yep. I'm Absolutely. sure Holly Holly's been a great influence on uh, anyone who comes to the college newspaper. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And yep. I've seen on Instagram you're you're working in with medium format color mm -hmm. film and yeah, uh, and some digital work and yeah. So how how are you uh, sort of tying everything together now? Yeah. So kind of coming back to um, photography, always had a deep love for photography, as you know. The photography like kind of scene is actually tied really closely with um, what we do more in like the film and cinema world. So almost every major production has what's called an onset photographer, which I think I remember you were telling me a little bit about some of your friends up at SNL who kind of mm -hmm. held that role for a while. And so that's basically what I'm aspiring to. I actually just got I just got pulled on to as a set photographer onto a little indie short that some of my friends are shooting down here. They got like a grant from Panavision, like a gear. Oh, grant. that's great. Yeah. And they're shooting down here next week, I believe. And I get to go on set with them, hang out and, and shoot stills. But yeah, so the worlds are kind of closely linked. A lot of the camera assistants in the cinema world, well, kind of double in the stills world, you know, they're closely linked. You know, a lot of the photographers worked there's there's kind of like a proven path to on-set photography where you kind of start as a camera assistant. You know, you work your way up or really just save your money until you can start buying your own gear, start marketing yourself as a photographer. But yeah, so just from being on set, I was kind of able to get close to a lot of these more established photographers and um, had a couple take me under the wing. You know, uh, shout out my boy Kyle um, Kaplan, who's a pretty well-established photographer. Um, young person, too, who's not much older than me, um, but has been doing it for over 10 years. And he really took me under his wing. And um, So these are on-set stills photographers? And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, my boy Kyle, if you check out his website, it's kylekaplan.com. He he was like the on-set photographer for Bad Boys, uh, Bad Boys 2, I believe. That's one of the great things about being in this industry is that you get to kind of rub shoulders with, you know, people who are established and kind of doing the thing already you know, and people I've admired. I've gotten a chance to work with people I've admired since I was a child, which is just um, such a blessing. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's nice. crazy. It's hard to describe. Yeah. But yeah, just kind of getting close to those guys. And one thing that's great about being a PA, kind of, I don't know, some people are able to skip that PA step 
it's all about who you know in life in There's general. There's a lot of connections involved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So some people are kind of able to skip that step, but I always say it's good to start as a PA because you get kind of a broad overview of all the different departments. And mm -hmm. if, you, if you're not sure where, what exactly what you want to do in film, that's a good place to start because you, you kind of get to, you know, kind of um, float around set a little bit and talk to different people. And I was able to do that. And I just gravitated towards the camera department people and um, the photographers specifically. To me, that's mm -hmm. the best job on set. It's the best job on set. Um, it was very easy for me to, you know, it didn't take me long to be like, yeah, this is this is the lane for me. And um, I got to shout out my boy Dom, too. Um, Damo Jones, who's um, he's like a DP director of photography. He's mostly in the cinema world, but he does like help. He he does some lighting directing in in the stills world. Um, he's been a good contact for you. Huge, yeah. I have mm -hmm. like a Mount Rushmore of of my mentors. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. And yeah. you you are. I, I don't want to embarrass you with like all these compliments, yeah. Dalton, but you you are actually on <laughs> that know. Mount Rushmore for me too. Honestly. I was just gonna say, I don't have to, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll stop now. I'll stop now. I'm done. Okay, <laughs> we but, can talk uh, about but, some of your then, shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, let's talk about some some of the more personal work you're still doing too. Mm -hmm. um, the um, the work you're doing with with film uh, uh, looked pretty interesting. You know, you, there's uh, some portrait work. There's some cowboys. Uh, Afro cowboys. Yeah, um, some yeah. And you're 100 percent right. That when I shoot with my film camera, that's that's like my personal kind of passion stuff. Mm -hmm. Those pictures you're referring to was um, I was lucky enough. Again, uh, my boy Dom, the DP, um, who. Uh, gave me the call and brought me onto this project. And um, we were in Jackson, Mississippi, just outside Jackson in a Piney Woods, Mississippi, filming at um, one of the last remaining, um, like historically black uh, boarding schools in the country. And they they act as like a feeder school to Jackson State and Tuskegee, some of the HBCUs down there in, in that um, area. And they're class sizes have kind of been shrinking for a while now it's like mm. a really historic place like a lot of the movers and shakers uh down in this region have um especially going back in time historically have come out of these these programs but the the class the freshman classes have been shrinking and so our fearless our fearless leader uh jj anderson our director she went to tuskegee and was connected to that community and she wanted to kind of shoot a really beautiful, like intimate kind of portrait, tell the story of these kids in the documentary style film. So yeah, she brought us down there and we're documenting the lives of these kids. Spent like a month in Jackson and I was um, what's called a second AC, camera's assistant slash data manager. So a lot of times on smaller sets, you know, these all these different positions will just kind of be consolidated and you'll end up doing multiple roles. And right. So as a second assistant, um, my job is basically I'm like, I think they used to call them the clappers, like the people with the slates. That yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, take 32, mark, <laughs> and then you, you clap it. You're basically syncing audio and video. Mm -hmm. So that was my job, that, um, carrying gear, you know, you're assistant to the camera operator and, and all that, and also managing data. But I had already kind of had the battery in my back 
to do on-set photography. And um, so, of course, I brought my camera with me out there. I just was, you know, JJ and Dom were so great. They were just like, you know, I told them I was wanted to shoot, and they were like, please do. And, um, you know, they gave me full reign. I shot some digital pictures also, but really with the film and just shooting uh, Porta 400. You know, it was September in Mississippi, so it was hot. Mm -hmm. It was hot, and the sun was out, and... Um, you know, but they made for these most incredible images. Some of my favorite images I've ever captured. Yeah, I know you're working on, on your website, but we'll, we'll link to your Instagram for now. Yeah, yeah, I am working yep. on my website. So those those pictures uh, mean a lot to me. And um, mm -hmm. you know, if you ever get on set and you want to be an on set photographer, like take beautiful pictures of the director and the producers and the <laughs> DPs and send them to them <laughs> and and print them out and send them to them and people don't forget stuff like that you know that's uh, that's no that's a great that's a great idea it's a, you know it's, you have to promote yourself there's yep. not a dirty word mm -hmm. that, right it's yeah, uh, no. promotion yeah. and uh and networking you know I you know I tell my students it's not a dirty word you're looking for people who you admire and you respect what they do and, and mm -hmm. you're hoping they respect what you do yeah exactly yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you get lucky enough or you're just good enough to capture some really powerful images, you print that thing out, you frame it and you send it to that person with a cute little note on it. And, you know, <laughs> they'll remember you. They'll frame it and end up putting it on their mantle, you know, or no, something like it's that. It's actually a really nice gesture. It yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and even just friends on set, you know, like they don't have to be like people who can hire you, you know. Maybe it's just mm -hmm. somebody you thought had a nice outfit that day or maybe it's yeah. like the cute person the cute other pa that you're kind of getting cozy with you know what i mean like whatever the case may be <laughs> no it's it's you know it's all about being generous right yeah. it is but i think what's really important in this business and even in the photography stills world is that you kind of have to like who you're working with you kind of have to like the person that you're working with because we spend so much time together you know we're doing 12 mm -hmm. hour days for the most part you know what i mean and i think that's really important not to say like you have to make yourself some like super likable person or like um you know you have to be like um constantly trying to please people but it's not a secret i mean people like to yeah. work with people they like to work with exactly right? exactly <laughs> yeah especially yeah, if you're unpleasant if you're yeah if yeah. you're unpleasant yep. then it's gonna be hard you know what i mean it's gonna be yeah. hard to kind of get well, those the other, callbacks the other thing is you may not even so you may not like some of the day-to-day -day stuff. You may, you may get a little bored with something here or there, but you have to at least like the bigger picture, right? The bigger thing that's going on that you're a part of, right? That helps. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not into it, if you're not like somebody who's kind of is drawn to media and um, mm -hmm. stuff like that, then, you know, you, you can still get along and, you know, you can make even make a couple dollars, but um, you're not going to stay long. You're not going to stick. You, you kind of have to love it because you're not like a laborer. It's not like labor intensive or hard work, but we just work so much, you know. Right. That if you don't love it, you will quickly be burnt out and, you know, become yeah. jaded, yeah. Which, which exists. Well, on that note, I'm really happy for you. And I'm, I'm really glad you're still doing it. And you, yeah. you figured out, you know, a couple different paths and, you know, you landed on this one. And it's great. I'm, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's nice to talk to people from back home, too, who kind of can get like kind of like a wider 
yeah you know where i'm coming from kind of yeah and sometimes you forget you know sometimes you forget that it's like damn i used to like pray to kind of be in a similar situation that i'm in now you know like i used to dream about That's nice like, doing some yeah. of this stuff and sometimes that can get lost on you you know when you're just in the day-to-day um, oh absolutely when you're when you're actually doing the work you, you, you yeah. kind of forget you know all you know right. all the little points along the way <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes you're like yeah. damn i used to I used to pray for this, like just <laughs> waiting, right. no. waiting in line but, in a know, coffee shop. And I think like, of that all the time. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, yeah, you can't forget that you know, how fortunate you are to be where you are. Sometimes, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's always great to connect with you know people from back home and stuff like that. Yeah. Is there anything you know um, coming up in terms of projects, in terms of work uh, that um, you know we should be looking out for? Um. Yeah. I was on, um, there's a new Shaq documentary on HBO that um, I worked on. Yeah, I worked on, which was nice. I think that was the first time I saw my name in credits. (laughs) Excellent. Congrats. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That was cool. There's, um, I worked on a TV show, actually, my one little soiree into the film TV world. Um, It was called I'm a Virgo, directed Mm -hmm. by Boots Riley. He did uh, Sorry to Bother You. And he was like um, a hip hopper himself back in the day. That's that, that's premiering at South by Southwest. I think this weekend is it? South by Southwest. Oh, that's Festival. great. Yeah, and I think it's gonna come to like Apple streaming or something like that. So I should be in the credits of that too. But you never really know. Those oh, are some great. of the those are some of the things that I've worked on that is coming out soon or already out. And there's a mm-hmm. couple other things too. But I'll just mention those and. Um, Coming up, I got my first on-set photography gig on this indie short film. Um, can't share. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't share. Can't share the details, the deets on that yet. <laughs> but um, oh, this is exciting. Yeah, and I think I'm doing like a stupid Gucci commercial next week too. Well, yeah, yeah. got to do that. <laughs> yeah, how else am I going to pay the bills, I- maintain my status as a sellout? <laughs> Let, let me know about this this indie project when you get more details and I'll share it for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely yeah, yeah. keep it posted. Yeah, well, well, thanks again, Val. And, and, this has uh, been so much fun. Oh, let me know when you come back, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we should Mercer do County. lunch or something, yeah. I come back at least once a year, see family. We oh, should good. do like lunch or something, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll look forward to that. Just let me know when that. you're back. Yes, sir. All right, well, we'll talk soon. Thanks again, Dalton. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Real Photo Show is produced by me, Michael Chauvin Dalton. Music by Matteo Chauvin Dalton. You can find bonus content from the show on our YouTube channel. Just search for Real Photo Show. The podcast can be found on all your favorite podcast players. And please rate the show with all the stars available on your preferred player. 